Ryan Yee. Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, and with me are my co-hosts, Rob and Robbie. And today, I'm thrilled to welcome Matt and Doc from the wonderful nonprofit organization, Guardians Mental Health. Guardians Mental Health is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that is focused on promoting mental health awareness and meaningful resources throughout the gaming community. They provide first step support with gathering resources, peer support, and where to find a mental health professional near you. Today, they're here to talk about the origins of their organization, who they are, what they offer, and why they do what they do. And also at the very end, we'll play a little friendly game of Destiny Trivia to close out the day. Yeah, friendly. So- friendly. Friendly. <laughs> we'll see how friendly it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Before we dive into the story of Guardian's mental health, let's meet the minds behind the program. Matt, thank you so much for being here. If you don't mind, let's kick it off with you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in the mental health world, and as well as your connection with uh, Destiny itself. Sure. Um, so yeah, um, I am a, a licensed clinical social worker, LCSW for short, um, and I've been a profession. I've been a mental health professional now for. Um, <laughs> seven years, question mark. Um, and primarily I work as a therapist. More so recently, I'm a case manager. So the way that I describe that is I'm the middleman to help individuals get resources, set up appointments, and kind of just guide through certain um, logistics when it comes to um, funding and things like that. Um in regard um in regards to myself i like long walks on the beach i guess something no <laughs> um i'm just a, outside of the mental health world i am just a normal guy um which is probably where destiny comes in because i've been playing it since d1 um wrath of the machine is my favorite raid and i'm That's upset it's one. probably i know but i'm upset it's probably not coming back um <laughs> and but no, that I, really Destiny. I started playing Destiny One, uh, PS3, PS4 era, and switched over to PC. I want to say maybe a year and a half ago with Destiny. Well, two years actually, because I really got back into it when I joined Guardians Mental Health, because I gave it a rest for a while. Just didn't have a group didn't have a core group of people that were playing it so i kind of backed away mm-hmm. but uh once i joined guardians mental health actually i got back into it because i think doc messaged me he's like hey do you play destiny i'm like not in a really long time but i'll download it because <laughs> <laughs> i want to it was just one of those games i always went back to because like i'll play the the popular game for that month and then I'll be like, kind of just want to shoot things. I want to mm-hmm. shoot aliens. For you know? sure. I mean, I like the Fallen now, but back then I was like, oh, I just want to shoot a few Fallen. And, <laughs> you know, and then and then Mithrax came back and I was like, oh, no, I love the Fallen now. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel guilty doing strikes where I have to shoot them. No. Um, Vengeance. That's, yeah. yeah. 
until until my boy Mithrax came in. I was like, oh, Kella Light, yeah. I like you. All right, um, but that's this really game, my that's really my connection to the Destiny world for sure. This game has a something about it that always just somehow finds a way to pull you back in. It seems like mm-hmm. there's always something. I, you know, you can never something. take a break for too long. It feels like no. And funny enough, it was like. And I, I know this is like weird to say nowadays, but it was like Gambit that drew me back. I was like, oh, I can play a somewhat PvP and PvE style and I can do it solo? Yeah. Great. That's great. Uh, you know, until Eyes of Tomorrow and uh, Galahorn came into the play and then yeah. it's uh, game over now. Oh, um, <laughs> naive we were at one point. At one point. <laughs> yes. But that's actually what kind of brought me back a little bit because I think too, as a solo player, Destiny was also great. Because you could just kind of grind pinnacles out and still be on the same level as those who were maybe not in PvP, but at least in PvE, you could still be on the same level as other people. So that was another reason why I think I really fell into Destiny and loved it. Mm-hmm. And still do. Mm-hmm. Doc, what about you? Share a little well, hold, share. hold on, hold on. I don't want to interrupt. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Oh, no. okay. you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't answer a very important question. Are you... Oh. Titan, Hunter, or Warlock, maybe. <laughs> oh, so I'm going to get yelled That's, at by Doc, actually. So. I, I am going to let, yell at you, Matt. <laughs> so for the longest time, I was Warlock. Um, yeah. which, which queen comes out, and I switch over to Hunter. Okay. One of us. You bastard. And then, and, and Matt, if I, if I may ask, and, and you can tell me to, to, to buzz off. So you said you're yeah. a licensed clinical... Social worker. Social worker. Uh, can I ask what your, your highest level of education is? Sure. Um, for me as that I have right now, I'm a master's, so a master's level of education. Um, I would go back, Lord knows, I don't know if I could do school all over again. No, I'm Um, I'm right there with you. (laughs) There are, I I could go for a doctorate and have a doctorate in social work. Just, I'm kind of comfortable where I am. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. It's just, yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Just curious. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. I respect that. I certainly, I couldn't get a master's either. You say that and then you'll, you'll finish and then you'll be like, oh man, grad school's awesome. And then you'll find yourself five down, five years down the road. And you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> I will say yes. I, I loved grad school uh, to the point where I have NYU tattooed on me, believe oh, it or cool. not. Everybody thinks I'm nuts, but I had so much fun and learned a lot. Thankfully. That's awesome. Oh, grad school can be fun. In between the late night study sessions and multiple cups of coffee, yeah, well, that's that's where my addiction of coffee started. Yeah, I, I, I would here. I would second that or third that uh, sentiment for sure. An addiction born of necessity. It sounds like. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Doc, what about you? Share share a little bit about uh, you know your mental health background and your connection with Destiny. Sure. So I am a licensed clinical psychologist. Uh, in a small province in um, Atlantic Canada, so way, way up north. Um, With Destiny, I started all the way back in the um, pre-release alpha. So I was one of the lucky few to uh, be eligible to get a alpha key. So as soon as that E3 keynote came out and they had... um, the the website if you sign up here you can enter to to possibly get an alpha and i was one of the lucky ones to get one so i've been playing since june 
uh, June 12th, 2014. Wow. Do you, you want like a legendary vet? That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah, so I essentially the the alpha and the was exactly the same thing as the beta. Again, it was just they're play testing things and I played uh, Titan and Titan on both of those. And as soon as the main game came out, I went with Warlock and haven't looked back since. I so respect I am a it. Warlock main. Okay. One of us. I feel like there's a lot, lot of Warlocks since Destiny One. Oh, I'm not uh, changing anytime soon. Other than the floof, uh, I love my Warlock. <laughs> the floof. The Warlock yeah, the jump has got me killed so many times. But Wait, you get used to fluke? it. Oh, the you've jumping. Never, yeah, you've never played Warlock, Scotty, so you just have no idea. I've, I've played Warlock. I just don't I just don't so, love, love my Warlock. Hunter goes up, Titan goes forward, Warlock goes down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with that, class, that's with awesome. style. You glide yeah. stylishly <laughs> down. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you ever try to do the ship jumping puzzle in King's Fall, you will know the pain that it is to play Warlock. Oh. <laughs> Bringing me back memories. So if, if, if so, if they bring King's Fall back, Scotty, you gotta you gotta try it on a Warlock, and then you'll you'll know pain. Oh boy! Well, you got you got really good at like timing things. Yes. See, with a Hunter and a, and a Titan, you can kind of just get away with it. But with the Warlock, you have to really know those timings. Oh my goodness! It sounds horrible. No, no, it's quite wonderful. It's, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I can't I can't jump with the Titan, for example. It's the complete opposite of everybody. Because I started playing Warlock exclusively. And then afterwards I made my you know second and third character and whatnot. But I can't figure out the Titan. It's a feeling of you know what is it's not about the I, I get the up, forward, and down, but it's about the the stopping. Because if you jump off a cliff with a warlock, right? You can glide and, and fall. With with the hunter, also you you just jump before you hit the ground and you survive. But the titan is like driving like an eighteen wheeler on air brakes, and so you brake before, but you don't know. And most of the times, I end up crashing anyway. And, and titan just, just crashing everything. Hard. Yeah, it, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, if you're listening, they, you know it's right. That's why they have extra padding, just because they run into a lot of things a lot. That's right. That's why they're so bulky. That's why their shoulder pads are so big. Yeah. They're just like, they're actually not hard. They're just like really squishy. So that when they run into things, it's like a little cushion. Exactly. (laughs) So something we like to do before we get into like the the meat and potatoes of the whole conversation is we go around the table, hypothetical, metaphorical table, and check in and see what everyone's been up to this week in Destiny. So Rob, as usual, why don't you start us off? What you've been doing this week? I, so I gotta, I gotta make a comment because I noticed in your notes you said order Rob, and I do notice I that did. you usually call on me first a lot. Can I ask? I you always why? call on you first. No, I don't. I don't know why. It's always making me uncomfortable and anxious. Because it's used at, to it. At this point, I expect it, but then I'm like, maybe he's not going to do it this time. And I thought explicitly because you had the notes, I was like, he's not going to call me first this time. But you did anyway, so. You thought I was going to put the notes in there, and then I was going to—I purposely yeah, put the purpose, order in so I could purpose. subvert your expectations and yes, completely like, throw you off. Like, like Ryan Johnson in Last Jedi. Like that's <laughs> that's that's a level of, of subverted expectation I was hoping for. Okay, sorry. Uh, we're not going to talk about Star Wars today. I'm too grumpy of a mood. No. Um, so, uh, 
for those that follow us on Twitch, all like seven of you, thank you by the way. Twitch.tv. No, I finally <laughs> fixed it, Robbie. How dare Wait, you? You're uh, you're done prepping for Witch Queen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm done prepping for Witch Queen. Uh, I streamed some D1 this weekend, which was kind of awesome because I felt like it. Uh, How was it going back to D1? You know, it's rough for the first like 15 minutes. Go so I play on PS5. I played on PC at one point, and then uh, when Beyond Light came out, my computer just couldn't support uh, D2 anymore because of like the graphical issues. Anyway, so I I bought a PS5. So going from strictly like 60 FPS back to 30 is jarring for about 15 minutes and then you kind of get used to the frame rate and it uh, it's great. Uh, I did a couple of strikes. I tried to do a solo nightfall, which ended spectacularly in failure. Um, and then I played a bunch of Crucible. Uh, I did like one of the, the control bounties where you have to play like seven matches and get a bunch of capture points and get weapon kills and advantages and things like that. So I did a bunch of PvP, got diddly squat from it, but I had a good time. Uh, a couple people kind of drop in and chat and harass me, which is always kind of fun. Not not negative harassment, just some... There's some folks in my clan that uh, they know that I stream, and so they always come in, and one guy in particular was like, hey, do you realize you're playing D1 and not D2? I'm like, yeah, I... Th <laughs> thanks, Mitch. It so, was intentional. It was intentional. It's not like, <laughs> oh, I put the wrong disc in. Oh, well. Uh, so... I did that, and the kind of one of the main reasons I did that is uh, because, as uh, Scotty and Robbie know, I'm trying to finally get my Unbroken title because it's going away, uh, and I was able to reach Legend pretty stinking quickly uh, in comp this season. So I got that, and I was like, I'm kind of good on D2 PvP, uh, and so for some reason I subjected myself to D1 PvP uh, and had some fun doing that. So that was kind of my week. Oh, and then I, I wanted the sweet new Adept uh, fusion rifle from trials so mm. i did some trials this this weekend as well and got a flawless card and it was awesome so Ooh. i've been like, pvping it up a heck of a lot lately so that's you that's, have wow. yeah nice. that's my that's my week in a nutshell that's awesome congratulations thank you on your flawless yeah. card robbie what yeah. about you what you've been up to this week in d2 well i did log in and i did my my weekly stuff trying to get my red borders and all that which i still don't have like many crafted of the new ones at all so that's been like a grind but i've been honestly keeping it slow because i've been spending actually a lot of time these past few weeks learning how to code games in in unity oh nice um, it's just yeah so so my playtime on destiny has been like definitely cut to like my most dues of the week and then you know go do something else but uh but yeah it, it's been fun it's uh, i had a couple friends who they were moving and so they didn't play for like honestly like over a month maybe two so they got back into the game and and we did a bunch of like catch up for them on the on the seasonal story so that it was quick but it was it was really fun to kind of like play through it again you know all one after the other mm -hmm. that sounds awesome very cool Matt, what about you? What you been up to this week in Destiny, if you've been playing at all? No, I have a um, lot of duality, a lot of dungeon runs I've been, I've been doing recently. Finally got the exotic sword. About that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, which allows me to at least go back to Invis Hunter while still on solar, which is very nice. Um, oh, that's awesome. And really just a lot, of, a lot of duality and a lot of Vow of the Disciple runs. 
that's really all that I've been doing. I'm super excited for this week because Deep Stone comes back into rotation, and that's mm-hmm. another one of my favorite raids. So I, I plan on doing that at least a few times with uh with some people. Sweet, you big raider. Yeah. Um, funny enough, and I not to make not to go too too long. I wasn't until Guardians Mental Health. I never found the right <laughs> group, I, and I and I mean that sincerely. I never found the right group of people to actually raid with, where it wasn't like. If you're not doing a million damage, get out of the fire team type of thing um, to actually have people like walk me through it and, you know, be patient in a sense. I've become like the guy that I like to raid. Like, all right, let's go. Let's let's fail 30,000 times to get it the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all about the people as we were. He really is. Discussing. Yeah. Yeah. Doc, what about you? What you been up to this week? I eat. Honestly, I haven't even had a chance to boot it up this week. Um, I have been so busy just taking care of the kids. And uh, this week I'm on vacation. So trying to do everything that we haven't had a chance to do uh, over the past weeks, kind of getting to work on some things. But in the next few days, I'm hoping to to get some gaming time to actually get through some of the weekly stuff that I've been putting off. Yeah, for sure. I, I didn't realize you were on vacation. I'm sorry we interrupted you. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Hopefully thank you're having a good thank one. You for, yeah, thank you for joining us on your vacation, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, well, it's on vacation. This... I don't have to go to work tomorrow. So that's fine. Good point. That's fair. Good point. You can stay up as late as you want to. So for our first topic, I wanted to talk to you guys, or want you guys to talk to us, rather. Let's head back to the very beginning. Tell us about your guys's just your whole story. So if I'm not mistaken, you guys started off as something called the Saint 14 project. And then now you guys are like collaborating with Bungie on things. So how did guardians mental health become what it is today? So it is quite a story. You want me to take this one, Matt? You were there for Saint 14. So absolutely. (laughs) Sure. So I wasn't there for the inception of Saint 14 project. I joined really close to the start. So the way I got involved was back in December of 2017. Um, A St. 14 project had been started by by Joe, who is the one that is our our CEO and president. He had started it with a few other people that they wanted to do some uh, charity streams to raise money for other organizations. And they had put out a, a tweet. Um, saying that St. 14 Project, they're raising money uh, through the Destiny community for other mental health um, organizations. And I, being in grad school at the time, saying, oh, I love playing Destiny. I'm finishing up my my doctoral degree for for psychology. So it seems like a perfect fit. So I emailed them, and they said, yeah, sure, you... You're exactly the kind of person you want. We want to to join, and I helped to moderate that first charity stream, and it was really well received. It, everyone uh, came out in force. We raised quite a bit for for that organization, and we went to work to um, kind of plan the next one. And I think that year we had three or four charity streams and a couple of other things for other organizations to raise funds for them. 
And the more that me and Joe got to talking, the more we thought that while raising funds for other organizations is one thing, we kind of have something that we want to provide as well. Because we were seeing that there was kind of a lack somewhere, and I think we could have fit in or slotted in nicely. And went through the whole process of finally getting associated and recognized as a 501c3. As Joe would say, he doesn't recommend it to anyone because it's quite a bit of paperwork. <laughs> we were finally recognized in 2019, if I, if I remember correctly, um, with multiple name changes. So we went from, say, 14 Project to Project Guardians to finally uh, Guardians Mental Health. And kind of the rest is history. We've been um, providing and building resources for the greater uh, gaming community uh, with a focus on Destiny because that's kind of where we have come from. This is kind of one of our passions. Uh, we've grown up within this community. We love this community and, and the game. And we can't thank... The, the people of this community enough for the love and support and growth that we've been able to have over these past years. Well, that's awesome. That's a super cool story. I, I had a quick question, though. For sure. stupid people like myself, what is a 501c3? So in the States, because, again, we're based in New York, says the Canadian, um, <laughs> is a uh, officially recognized de designation for a nonprofit. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So all like recognized nonprofits, and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, have to have a 501c3 designation. Yeah. Um, the 501c3, if even if I'm not mistaken, primarily just makes you a legal and known. A uh, nonprofit organization allows for, um, it, I mean, to get nitty gritty, it allows for um, you to apply for specific nonprofit grants, but also to uh, accept donations with showing proof that donations are going to um, the cause that you're looking to promote. And it helps with your day to day, in a sense. Um, and there's more that goes into that as far as donations, but it's, I'm just going to put everybody to sleep, and that's not what we're here to do. Uh, but that's yeah, in a nutshell. 90% of the donations go strictly to the programs, and about 10% that we kind of made a rough guesstimate goes to like keeping the lights on. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Funding funding's an interesting thing. We we're very transparent with it, um, and we're also very willing to say like we're not. Um, I don't get a paycheck. Um, I don't get a paycheck either. <laughs> yeah. Most, uh, all of the funds go right back into the program, be it just logistic stuff, uh, keeping, you know, the website, having our RTS bot still be um, uploaded onto various servers, uh, but then more so back into our mental health kits, which I don't want to jump the gun. I know that's coming a little bit further, but that's <laughs> really where um, any of the donations go to. Yeah, the bulk awesome. of the funds go to those yeah. kids because we're, we're still filling out like um, back orders. Yes, yes, yes. Kids. I was looking at that because I want one. <laughs> so <laughs> I may be putting my name on that list. Um, but we will get to that in a minute. Uh, you yeah. mentioned your RTS bot. What's that? Sure. 
Um, so the RTS bot is uh, stands RTS stands for real time support, um, and that is a catalog really of resources that we have uh, vetted that myself and Doc have gone through. They are legitimate websites. They are grounded in empirical and evidence based practice to assist with a health uh, conditions. So the RTS bot is available for a Discord server or for your Twitch. It, we also actually have it website uh, web-based as well, too. Um, but it's just a handy bot that you can type in slash anxiety, since Discord went to slash prompts now. Um, and it'll come up with kind of what a brief overview as to what anxiety is, but where to find support for anxiety and the same thing for depression uh even more important it has um specific keywords for crisis lines so if somebody is you know and, and we, we saw that this was a need especially for twitch as well because there are sometimes individuals who become very comfortable with a specific twitch streamer um and tend to trauma dumping yeah i i, I was trying to find the other <laughs> word but that's really what it is um it's trauma dumping and, yeah, and unfortunately, sometimes a streamer doesn't really have you know no streamer is expected to be a mental health professional. That's yeah, of course, that's yeah. not how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. But to be able to have something like, hey, I see you're going through a hard time. Here's this resource. Maybe somebody else, a little bit more qualified than me, can kind of help and guide you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so and. It's a, it's an ever-growing list. Um, myself, Doc, and Joe, we're always on the hunt for new resources to put into it. The community actually sends us resources as well, too. Like, hey, I didn't see this in the bot. I've used this before. You know, me and Doc will check it. And nine times out of ten, as long as it's legitimate and grounded in, you know, science, in a sense, we're going to throw it in there because it just, again, it helps everybody. Right, more information, the more resources, the better for somebody. Um, and we have it from anxiety and depression, and even resources talking about like schizophrenia, um, self harm, um, almost anything that you can think of. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, you guys are not only equipping uh, people who struggle with these things, but also equipping people who experience other people who go through these things. Yeah, yeah. And that was the big thing we. Uh, we ran through uh, and we we worked with a few other organizations and created what's known as like a streamer mental health kit. And it goes through all of that. Actually, it goes through a lot. And Doc can speak much more to this than I can. Um, yeah, so it goes it, through a it lot of through yeah. um, Geek Therapeutics. And we had partnered with them and geeks like us and kind of pooled in some of our resources uh, with a few uh, researchers in um, parasocial relationships to give a good overview of what streamers might need, might encounter, and how to address certain things rather than just hitting the ban hammer. Yeah, of course. That's really interesting. Oh. Yeah. So if I may, I may ask, and I, I don't mean to, to deviate this, and I, I have genuinely never heard of the term trauma dumping, and I, I could see how you maybe would kind of shy away from that term, but it also seems like kind of an apt, because I... I've I've experienced that before, not personally from streaming, mm -hmm. but I've been on streams before where you're like someone's like pouring out their their entire heart to complete strangers, you know, or maybe not because they sort of think that they 
you know, familiarize themselves with this person because they watch them all the time. Anyway, um, does it, I, I don't know how long you've, you've sort of been in the, the clinical psychology world and, and all of this, but does it seem like because of the advent of things like Twitch and YouTube streaming, and there's this sort of like more openness and comfort, we'll say, uh, with complete strangers that people and folks in general have been more willing to just sort of open up and maybe sort of acknowledge that they have uh, trauma or anxiety or depression. Um, and it's only because we sort of have these platforms where you can sort of maintain some level of anonymity uh, that there's been sort of a, an increase of people sort of needing these resources and tools and it's almost like a blessing sort of because maybe these people wouldn't have normally made themselves so open and vulnerable but because they can kind of again maintain that anonymity that it, like there's been an increase in an opportunity to help people that maybe would not have been able to be helped um like is that is that sort of something you've been able to kind of track or is, is there like data on that over the years to sort of show like hey people are people are sort of acknowledging that it's okay to seek mental help now because you you can kind of open up to people but you don't have to like show your face and name so to speak does that question make sense i know that was like a really it, really it, it makes sense because you're hitting on one of my niches so it's okay what we're talking about here is called a parasocial relationship yes so it's yes. essentially my my doctoral thesis was on parasocial relationships oh really okay yeah so a parasocial a how it usually was defined and this is like pre-Twitch and Twitter and social media, was a unidimensional relationship where someone would have with someone that wasn't reciprocal. Yes. So it was used to be uh, with like the TV news person or uh, a person on a sitcom. People would get attached to that person, that character, uh, where they would build real intimate relationships, friendships, with that person because they're so familiar with the advent of social media twitter being one of them and and twitch it is more reciprocal because there is the possibility of that exchange where you can ask a question and that person would answer problem is is there's still this discrepancy as to where the relationship is where the person that is asking the question knows a lot about the streamer or the celebrity but on the flip side that streamer or celebrity barely knows anything about that other person other right. than like a screen name and that they're in, in chat so it creates this, again, this dichotomy where the person feels as though they have a real solid friendship because they're in their chat, they're interacting every single day. But that streamer, if they would see them on the side of the road, they would have no idea who that other person would be. Right. Yeah. So that's Oops, kind of the, the, the whole of a, a parasocial relationship. Given COVID and everything that's going on, yeah. because that relationship has been built so much and it's been so kind of embedded in our culture now, 
people will use these familiar people as a way to verbalize and talk about some of the things that they're going through, as you would a friend grabbing a coffee saying, oh, I had a really tough day. Here's what happened. Right. But they're going to do that on a live stream in chat. Yeah. And essentially kind of monopolizing chat. <laughs> yes. To to add uh, just a little bit in regards to like part of that question, there's also a difference between, you know, the the act of trauma dumping versus like conversing with a community and getting some some basic support or some just, you know, kind of making friends in in light of a of a dark situation that might be going on. The actual like form of trauma dumping really is when somebody is putting a little too much chat. monopolizing the chat and almost in a sense there is this like need but there is this need to have the streamers undivided attention right and it pulls up like you know i watch you i subscribe i need your help now and that's really in the sense the trauma dumping aspect um, which in a sense speaks a, speaks a little bit more to what that individual might be going through. There's a lot more there than is spoken. Um, but really where our goal was to, you know, give the streamer really tools on how to manage, again, not the individual because it's not necessarily their responsibility, but how to, They're how the for, right. But how for the streamer and their mods to kind of guide that, situation out of the out of the chat so that way the streamer can focus on their job right um but still not alienating the person but also providing them resources that they might need and yeah i i think also too with just covid and i think unfortunately you know fortunately but also majorly unfortunately covid put a huge spotlight on mental health but also the alternative ways you can obtain mental health through telehealth through uh peer support groups through um just a variety of other things it did put a, a spotlight on that and kind of woke up a lot of people like oh no no, no mental health is it's real because i've been home right, it's a real thing yeah yeah and because i've been home staring at the same four walls i need help now and right. it, it's it, like i and said it's, it's, it's a good to, to streaming to these forms of entertainment because they are interactive so yeah you're, right. you're watching someone play a game but you can interact with a chat so you and, are building these connections where you're feeling comfortable Oh, yeah. just more and more uh, yeah. people, and in a good way, I say this, who are streaming. And so you do have a significant, you know, you have a sizable community um, of people who are kind of, I don't know, looking at you every so often. And oh, yeah. sometimes these things come up. But yeah, no. So in a, in, in a, in a good and a, in a good way, it's really become more spoken about. Uh, I think the video game community as a whole has really started to, again, of course, there's always room for improvement, but really has started to open up and advocate for positive mental health. All of the ambassadors that that we have, I should say, that, that stream, you know, not necessarily for us, but they stream, you know, through the Guardians Mental Health Ambassador Program, really just highlight that in a sense that 
they spread positive mental health. They're a supportive community. They're they're a safe place where people can kind of come hang out and talk, which is what the world needs right now, in a sense. So very cool. Yeah, but also yeah. recognizing that there are boundaries and limits yes. as to what is accessible and available for that. We ramble, so you're gonna have to no, like no, yell I no, you're you're giving yeah, me a lot to think about. Interrupt. Yeah, no, and that's I I completely agree. So I, I I'm sorry, Robbie, and I'll, I'll let you take over in just a second. And I and uh, you you guys yeah, you guys have basically <laughs> answered my question, and I and I thank you for that. Uh, and I guess it I I don't want to like re retract part of my question or something like that because you you went down an avenue that I hadn't really thought about, but I guess. There's there's so many things that are happening right now. Like you you brought up the COVID thing, which I'm really glad you did as well because it's like yeah, that's a talk about throwing a, a big wrench in the in the, the the cogs and seeing what happens, um and and sort of what that's done for for folks and then their mental health as of it's late. A, it's a collective trauma. Exactly. Um, I guess, it, and this is one of those where it's like it maybe is hard to have the numbers on it because. All of these things are new. It's not like we've had Twitch for 20 years and then there's been these resources that have only come up of as of late. I guess I, I guess part of my question was, and again, you, you did answer to a certain degree, is like, has because it's been easier to seek these these tools and resources and and again, going back to the being able to maintain some level of anonymity, does it? Does it seem like there's been a general trend, and, and maybe this is a, a poor way of asking the question, does it seem like there's a general trend where more people are seeking out help for these things that maybe wouldn't have 20 years ago, partially because we have tools that are more accessible, but also because you, you bring up the, the parasocial relationship aspect. Like, does it seem like all of these things are sort of leaning more towards a We'll say a betterment of mankind because people that maybe would not have sought out mental health now have maybe a little more confidence or a little more push to go and seek those and start asking. Um, and and Twitch is merely just one platform to do that. I guess that that's that's yeah. maybe what I was kind of trying to ask amongst the kind of the mud of what I was asking. And again, you did partially no. ask this, but does it does it just seem like there's a general trend where? You know, 20 years ago, there was definitely a lot of stigma around getting mental health and or seeking seeking out help for mental health if maybe you had issues because of, you know, certain archetypes and, you know, the existence in, in society. And does it just seem like in general, people are more willing to say, yeah, I, I do need to talk to someone or I, I need to ask for help um, because it's OK now and no one's going to shame me for it or something. I guess that's yeah. kind of the, the root of the question. No, My answer I, on I that would... is almost twofold. So one, there is an increase of people seeking help. Uh, and I'm sure you can probably see that in, in your work as well, Matt. I know for us uh, at my clinic, uh, the kind of phone is ringing off the hook and we have wait lists and we don't have any room to take on uh, any more patients because we are completely booked. And it's this way for most of the mental health professionals that I know that there are not enough mental health professionals for the amount of demand and the mental health crisis that was looming prior to COVID, COVID may just explode. Sure. Yeah. 
So there is that one thing where there is more people seeking out for support and seeking out with the the advent of new technology, whereas teletherapy wasn't really a thing prior to COVID. Right. And it's become now more commonplace. I, I would say about a third, maybe a quarter of the sessions yeah. that I have are uh, still teletherapy. Even if they're in city, some people are just more comfortable that way. Okay. But on, yeah. on the flip side, there are people that are taking advantage of the vulnerabilities of people sure. and offering pseudo help where mm. they are presenting themselves to be healers or gurus or pseudo professionals where they kind of prey on the vulnerabilities of people. Right. Where people are trying to find a, a licensed professional and can't because we are full and right. we're all, all essentially just bent over backwards trying to fit everyone in where they will turn to either trauma dumping on Twitch or finding people that will say, oh, come to my stream and we will talk about these things with no training credibility yeah no credibility yeah. yikes no okay. uh, no degrees mm -hmm. and essentially saying it's the quote-unquote lived experience mindset of i've lived through it so i can help others which can be very dangerous yeah right. it's kind of the bowl yeah. in the china shop example right where you kind of don't the... want to let anyone in there because it can do more harm than good and the potential for re-traumatization is huge. So the if you whole... don't know how to decrease uh, some explosive episodes, the whole Fair landscape fun. has has like changed as well too, right? You mentioned the the anonymity aspect. You know, um, back in my day, uh, no, uh, but oh, you're gonna make us sound old now, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I long, like long time ago, um, you, you had to go to potentially like your primary doctor and like try to get a referral that way. And again, right. awkward conversation to have. You're not necessarily, you know, you don't want to talk about it. Uh, I myself growing up in uh, Brooklyn, New York, like mental health was not a thing at all that was talked about. Uh, the closest was dirt on it and you're good. Yeah. Right, Exactly. Um, or in my case, you know, rub some pasta sauce on it and you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but, um, but again, but like you mentioned, like with the with just with technology, the way in in the place that it is in, people can do their own research and find and access things that they may, may not have been able to years and years ago. Um, so, yeah, mental health, it, it's 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 a. Nah, I can't talk tonight, and I apologize. It's growing faster, I think, than anybody can handle, unfortunately. Um, and I think COVID, you said it before, just threw a complete wrench into that plan. Right. Um, because now it, it did. And again, in a great way, it, it, it put a spotlight on mental health and the needs that people have to be able to take care of themselves in, a, in, in, in that sense. But like Doc said, even in... In New York, where where I'm from, currently live in New Jersey, and I don't like it. Um, 
it, it's you, you can't keep up, right? I'm only I see it from a case management standpoint. People reaching out for support. My caseload has grown significantly. But even as I'm making phone calls to see who's available, all I'm being told is a ah, wait list, wait list, don't accept the insurance, wait list. So it, it's the the explosion is great, but there's the infrastructure is not there to handle it. That's yeah. the that's the other and, side of the coin. And this is where people that may have less than um <laughs> I'm laughing noble noble ideas or um or that maybe seeing or preying on the vulnerabilities of people where they can see the need and they you, see dollar signs. Oh yeah. You guys you guys are getting the professional doc. If it's <laughs> just me and him, this conversation goes way different. Oh, and there's, there's, many, there's a lot and more. There's so much more expletives. It's fantastic. That's, that's <laughs> the only reason why I'm laughing because I know what he really wants to say. There, there's the R-rated answer, and then there's the PG answer. Yeah. Forget no, it. Right. Don't even get exactly. me started on the whole TikTok debacle. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. And I, so, thank you so much for answering, Robbie. Please ask your question now before you forget. <laughs> no, please go on. I, I noticed you still want more question yeah. so go for it yeah I, I thank you so much for for because these are these are things that i've kind of uh my my wife studied psychology a little bit in college and and now she now she's a, a school teacher uh so okay. her, her and i have will go on philosophic conversations about kind of stuff like this so it's like i find this stuff terribly fascinating and maybe in another life i would have studied some of these things so thank you for for scratching my itch i appreciate no, of it of course but I'm sure she sees it almost on a on a daily basis. What's yeah. going on, especially in schools with children? That's primarily the population that I work with. I work with oh, okay. uh, young children and adolescents, and I have so many teachers call and just like I don't know what to do. Yeah, and then unfortunately, sometimes I say I don't know either, but I'm trying. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the same thing here. Again, we had a shortage of, of psychologists in the province prior to COVID and now Got it's it. even worse. Got it. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, so she, she did her student teaching right as the schools were sort of transitioning out of being strictly zoom to being back mm -hmm. in the classroom. So she got kind of like a 50, 50 split. Uh, yeah. And she, she was fortunate enough that she got to do some of her student teaching in classroom with real breathing students. Um, and it was definitely like a shocker. Her first, kind of year in the classroom of just sort of seeing like when you especially with like uh because she did kind of some some subbing uh seeing some of like the younger kids that were like started their elementary school career in front of a computer screen uh and then sort of seeing kind of like the degradation of like social skills and just all of that stuff so it's like it's so fascinating and heartbreaking uh to talk about some of this stuff and yeah it's it, again all all covid centric and it's it's absurd. Um, yeah. So, yeah. A lot so, came out. Uh, yes. COVID, especially for, I, I have to say it because it's the population that I work with, especially for children, COVID has hurt. And it's, mm -hmm. it, it, it brought out a lot of, uh, it brought out a significant recognition as to the needs of children um, yes. during this time, uh, especially, you know, on a school level, even on a teaching level, but also on a on a mental health level, 
and it it brought a significant light to that which again i'm you know and as weird as this sounds like i'm grateful for it it's it's awful that a you know pandemic had to be the spotlight but um i the infrastructure just really needs to catch up and there's a longer political conversation that i won't get into i promise um <laughs> that needs that needs to kind of help with that and i will i will simply state it's not a red versus blue thing it's just no. more so a a need for people to be like oh no funding really should go there you know <laughs> that's totally. really what it that's really what it boils down to just to help that infrastructure grow cool Robbie. Yeah. Sorry, oh, Robbie. Go for it. <laughs> Can I know? Okay, okay, <laughs> no, that's that's actually super interesting because it ties a lot into what I was thinking. So I was listening to you guys talk about it. And uh so just to preface a bit of my question so it makes some sense. So I, I stayed away from gaming over a decade, but when I came back, I started streaming too. And being in my early 30s, right, a lot of the community that I managed to build in my stream and then in Discord and things like that. Uh, especially with a game like a Minecraft, for example, which I'm going to use as an example, was um, I would end up getting like 300 people watching me, right? And most of them are young, young kids, and they they realize that they can interact with you, and and that you're older, and you might have some advice for certain things. So they start to reach out to you, and what you talked about, like, really rang a bell because I did feel at some point, especially with certain you know people where like you get put in this position where it feels even like you are being responsible for this person's actions moving forward, depending on what you're going to say or not say. And that's kind of like a tough place to be, especially because, again, I'm I'm just a guy playing video games, right? And just trying to have uh, a nice time and to play with people and, and kind of let them into your server world, whatever. And, and then they develop this relationships with you try to get some advice and then you know you can give them some advice but at some point it doesn't even feel right because like really it feels like if i say the wrong thing and you see that the, the situation that they're posing is quite serious right you being already an adult and kind of understanding better what they're trying to tell you or going through it's uh it's tough and honestly i didn't know there were like things for people who do streams, like again, I'm a small streamer. Whenever I usually do stream other games that are in uh, those more populars, um, you know, it's hard from being like five people watching you to having 300 people watching you and then somehow feeling this responsibility on your shoulders. Um, and now with this game that I've been playing, it, it's a lot based on communities as well. And I've had three experiences that I, I want to use for this exemplifying what, what i want to ask which is one i did have like a confrontation with another 30 something year old which like you said literally taking advantage of little kids for monetary profit like uh basically being some sort of like you said guru or something creating these like show talk kind of events for them and 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 debates about themes that i don't think you know like a like a 13 year old should be even thinking about or even worse, being put in a position to defend a point about a thing that maybe he doesn't even believe in, right? Um, and I've seen it with other people. Like I, I had to interact a lot and meet this this community of people. Where like it reminded me when I was younger, and there were like girls in my you know secondary school, things like that that would 
uh, have like eating disorders and then mm -hmm. they would hang out with other girls and, and then all of them now have eating disorders and things like that. And I feel like it happens with this, like they come to you uh, as a streamer or as a community, let's say leader in a way of, of these tiny little communities in gaming and, and they want to be heard and they want to see themselves portrayed and they somehow want acceptance, but it's hard for you to tell someone and i'm actually glad that you said that a lot of people are seeking mental health because in my experience is like a lot of people don't a lot of people seem to gravitate towards okay if you don't think like me then i'm gonna go with these other guys who think like me and just become an echo chamber you know and i'm seeing that with uh, a lot of young girls and again i i oh, like you i also don't want to get political or anything but and then you have very confused uh young teenagers um it's a very slippery slope that people are unaware of the ramifications that it can have on someone. Certainly on teens where they're so impressionable and vulnerable. Certainly in this day and age with, again, COVID, it's kind of the big thing that, that is looming where people want to stream, they want to... to present this game and have fun but they're unaware and unprepared as to the impact they, they may have on people and that can put a lot of pressure on people yeah so, so that's kind of my question so as someone who does this and i'm not saying just for me but for people who might be out there that also stream right or also engage in these kind of communities in gaming specifically is what i see is a lot of um pushback from like, I don't know how to tell someone, like, honestly, seek help and not make it sound rude or not making it sound like I'm offending them, but, like, actually mean it, right? Like, like look, I'm not, you know, qualified uh, to maybe to talk to you about this. I can listen to you and, and, you know, I can tell you what I think or whatever, but you shouldn't take me seriously, probably. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what yeah. to say, but sometimes it feels like telling someone you really should talk to someone, just find help. Uh, sometimes they take it as an insult. And again, I, I don't, and I hate that because I see people go and they, they try to find people who will just become this echo yeah, chamber and, for and them. There are people that will do that. They will kind of go streaming or server hopping where they will find the people that will blur those ethical lines to, to have that echo chamber, which is not, not a very good thing. Yeah. Um, to to answer that question a little bit um i th but i think <laughs> i think you kind of answered it yourself and 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 i hate to be almost mean because you know as a social worker i shouldn't be mean but <laughs> sometimes it really blunt is blunt is not being mean <laughs> well true but sometimes it is really just appropriate to say exactly what you said like hey i'm not a therapist i don't want to tell you what to do i don't know your life i don't know your situation i don't know anything but i'll listen i'll offer a supportive ear but i i think if it gets to a realm of you know concern or where i can't even answer these questions anymore maybe it's time to speak to a professional Right, you don't have to say go get help. You can say maybe it's time to speak to someone about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's then where that RTS bot comes in. 
Yeah, not even necessarily to, to, to self promote. Shameless that plug. Question. Yeah, no, that's, that's but, I mean, actually great because like this kind of tools <laughs> being available and like a lot of people don't know about them, including including myself before, right? So yeah, uh, I, I, but being able to set because a lot of it is boundary setting. Being able to you know just simply state like, hey, this is not a you know I'm not a therapist. I don't provide therapy. I'm going to just really tell you like, oh, you know, that, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, that's an awful situation to be in. I hope things get better. Like it's that idea of just being really the supportive listening aspect of it. Um, or as a streamer, and this goes for everybody, like you can just simply say like, hey, we're not going to talk about stuff like this in here. Not a, con- not a topic I'm comfortable talking about i'm gonna ask you nicely at the start to really respect that boundary you know and then unfortunately if you have somebody who pushes that boundary or consistently consistently crosses it uh, you know and that depends on how you want to run your channel you can time them out for a little bit to see if they get the hint or you can be swift with the ban hammer because at the end of the day it is you this is I, I don't know if you mentioned it before, if this is like turning into a, if this is a job for you at this time, but this is your job. This is your place to entertain. This is your place to be a Twitch streamer, to be a streamer in general. And you have the authority in that sense. You're your own boss to kind of choose how to run your Twitch stream. Right. Even, you know, and we myself and Doc had this conversation with our ambassadors recently, too. Right. We're not, you know, just because we're a mental health organization, we're never we're never going to say not to ban anybody like we understand and know like that is super important sometimes to protect you, to protect other members of the community, to protect the community that you've built. Like it's an it's 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 a part of the job, so to speak. The one thing that we just ask our ambassadors before the ban, just make sure you give them some resources. Because obviously, if they're really pushing the boundary, if they're really trying to like force that conversation, like, no, you're going to help me. Just give them the resources before they leave. We do it in our server, too, right? And our Discord server is based upon peer support. It's this aspect of people helping people with an oversight from our moderator team who are mental health first aid trained and certified through PsychArmor. You know, so they oversee it and they work with other, not work, I should say, they they support other members of the community. We've had to ban people because it's just, it's it gets to a point where it's, it's honestly unhealthy for the individual who's kind of going through this. And it's, it, it but, but with every ban, we say, here are some resources to help you, you know, reach back out to us in a month or so, or we'll have a conversation then. But these are the resources that will really help you move along with your mental health journey. So that's the boundary that's important for all uh, streamers, I would say, to kind of set up with their community. Be comfortable and be strict in what you will and won't talk about um, and be strict with that boundary. Obviously, that can change. Uh, Our boundaries do change as we as we grow, as we learn, as we experience the world. Um, But those boundaries change and that's okay too. So long winded way to say it, it, it is very much okay to tell people like, Hey, I'm not the therapist, but I know where you could find potentially, or I know, 
I can help. I can give you some other resources that might be a bit more beneficial than me. Excellent. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> great. I, I was just thinking. Yeah. Just, yeah. Sometimes what happens is like, um, I feel like someone will come up with something and then especially it, I remember one specific case of a, of a kid that reached out in private, uh, first mm. in public in front of people mentioned something and then reached out in private uh, because in public I did give some advice or, or thought, mm -hmm. you know, something. And then I did feel like after that, he was like very, I don't want to say obsessive, but wanted to come and hang out. Right. Like if I'm playing yeah. a game, he wanted to be there. He wanted to, and uh i don't know i feel like this kind of like weird attachment of like they felt safe in a way because they knew that we knew how he was and we understood what he was kind of going through or whatever um it wasn't like precisely mental health but it was some uh abuse in his house uh, where mm. family members didn't believe what was going on um and even then like the problem was like we even when we tried to give him like you know call this number uh you know find out the local number for him to call and things like that is like he wouldn't do it anyway right because he was scared and yeah. that, that was a weird situation for me but it's kind of tricky because you never know like it because i feel like for me it's been good to let people in right like into mm -hmm. let's say my circle of friends like yeah i see you you're here a lot and and you want to just come hang out when when I'm not streaming and we're just like playing doing nothing it's it's fine right um but then that that like you say boundary sometimes is is always shifting and and you never know kind of when it's right to to just be like hey, yeah no dude, I'm sorry and because it, it yeah. even feels bad for 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 you right absolutely so, but but I, absolutely. I I get it and I really appreciate your answer though. Yeah, and it, it, no, what you're hitting on too is just like this. It, it's a little bit of like a blurred line of like friendship versus viewer type of thing, right? Like, oh, okay, this could turn into a friendship. Sure, come on in, let's play, let's run a few games, things like that. And I, I think even then, that is more than okay. And I also want to like um, put it out there. Again, our server is based on peer support. So people helping people is is more than okay, right? It, it, you know, I, I would always stress to be like, just be careful not to give like medical advice or, or, or things like that, but just to have that supportive conversation. And like you even did, you went above and beyond to, to find specific numbers, to find local resources that might help. That's kind of... I would say really where the, the line's drawn, right? Because we can't force somebody to do something. You know, we may know, like, listen, you really got to call this number or you really got to do this. We might know that, but it's for that specific individual to really kind of like take that leap, I would say, in a sense, to kind of make that phone call. And you can be supportive. You can, you know, really just like tell the, tell the good things that may happen if you call this number. But at the end of the day, they have to do it. Yeah, you and, can't make them call. Right. Right. Um, but I, I don't I but I, I hundred percent understand and, and, and see where from a streaming aspect that is so awkward. Like how do we and I guess in a sense that's really what like we try to do in a sense too with the streamer mental health kit is to try to really navigate that awkward conversation 
you know, what I would just simply say is just be the supportive ear, but like really step back when they're looking for more or like increasing more. And that's when the, the boundary or the wall sort of speaks. Um, that's where that has to kind of come up. As someone who doesn't have a lot of Twitch experience at all, this I, I did not realize how much responsibility streamers have when it comes to uh, their audience and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I would even go as far as to say like there shouldn't be that level sure. of responsibility. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it goes to it goes to the whole was it LeBron James who said I'm not a I'm not a role model, I believe. Um it it does kind of like play to that where it's like I have a community I've built up. You know, my community is really 18 plus, so we're going to talk about you, you know, I'm going to curse every so often. It's, it's it's NSFW sometimes and my service same way. And that's the community that I want to build. So I'm not going to necessarily cater to 16 and younger. Right. And I think even with Twitch, you have to be a certain age to be on Twitch anyway. But neither here nor there, like there shouldn't be this inherent responsibility. And I guess that's where we're asking like, okay, because this is happening, let's just meet in the middle. Don't be the therapist, but at least give them the resources. So that way they, you know, you're not alienating, you're not banning, you're not telling somebody, oh, go away with that stuff. It's more of, hey, not here, but this will help. It kind of wraps it up a little bit nicer, (laughs) if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it's that that parasocial relationship that it's kind of unavoidable Right. Given yeah. how Twitch is laid out and people need to be aware of that, certainly for, for streamers, because as much as they want to protect themselves, inadvertently, people will build that bond. So unknowingly, they are uh, in a position where it can happen to them, where someone can come into stream and, and trauma dump. And that's where, like Matt had said, having those clear boundaries and guidelines for the community as to what is acceptable, what is not, and how you want to run that community. For sure. It is, did you guys see this sort of stuff uh, from your own personal experience? Is that kind of what spurred you guys to focus on the gaming community specifically? Well, we I wanted to yes, yeah. do something for the gaming community because we saw a need just because of the the common stereotype that has been associated with gamers and again it is a completely false stereotype gamers are all shapes and sizes and in walks of life and of different ages but they're a community that are often underserved and that the passion that they have the activity that they love is often demonized for no reason other than moral panic. For for what you said? For what's called a moral panic. What, so when what is, something bad that? happens, they will blame video games. Oh, I see. I see. Not a, like, ah, oh, there's another shooting. Uh, blame Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it moral panic dates back to the written word. Yeah. Oh, people will be reading. Oh, there goes conversations. And that's 
as bad as as the devil and then it was radio and then it was rock and roll music and something else came out Mm -hmm. there's always something video game has been this kind of on this linchpin of what the past 30 years or so Mm -hmm. and study after study has, has shown that no there is no link to video games and violence Absolutely. But it's still demonized. Mm-hmm. And people will use video games as an escape. And unfortunately, it can also be used as an unhealthy escape because it is so interactive, because it's so engrossing. Mm-hmm. That's why we kind of set out to build these resources to help people that are in need. So this is kind of a theory of mine, so you can absolutely shoot this down. But I was curious, do you guys think that perhaps associating someone's like favorite activity, like, for example, like, oh, they're a huge Destiny fan or something. Do you think associating like mental health resources like therapy and stuff with like their favorite game, for example, makes people more inclined to seek out those resources or at least like try and use them as opposed because like sometimes it could be daunting to go out and look for a therapist for one reason or another. Do you think like associating that with video games helps in any way? It's increasing visibility. Right. And I think it also, if you, and I I might be, I might have misinterpreted this question wrong, so I apologize. I worded it poorly. It's okay. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) My brain is mush. (laughs) But if you, uh, so myself as a therapist who is a nerd, um, it, 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 does bring a bit of ease to individuals if there is this sort of shared understanding of what their favorite aspect is, right? Mm-hmm. So if it is video games, like you do see that wall go down of like, oh, wait, you play X, Y, and Z? Yeah. You know, when I'm not working, of course I do. Um, and so there is this like, oh, you're human. You're not, a mo- you know, you're not this you know, Sigmund Freud looking guy who's just going <laughs> to analyze every single word that I, that I say. So there is that aspect of like being able to associate a video game with therapy and knowing that, you know, there are, there are people who play this game who are therapists. You may not, you know, I'm not going to say that everybody, every therapist is because that's just not true, but it does help with somebody who is looking for ther- who is looking for support. It, it's yeah, it, it's a hundred percent helpful in that sense just to build that connection because 99% of the time uh, all the techniques that they taught me in school whether it's cognitive behavioral therapy dialect behavioral therapy uh, any type of therapy it, it that's all well and good but 90% is the relationship that you build with the person across from you mm-hmm. so once that is established and grounded then the other 10% is the techniques and the skills and the things that you can teach and talk about and manage and work and process and blah, 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 blah. But that's, but yes, to again, long winded and please tell me to shut up. Um, <laughs> You're saying that it, it is really true that yeah. because gaming has often been so secluded, it started off as a very solitary activity now it more so than ever it is more social but bring the resources 
where the people are at is what needs to be done. True. Because if someone needs it and it's too difficult for them to uh, look up or it's too complicated, uh, people won't reach out. They won't search for the information because Mm -hmm. they'll get confused or they'll get frustrated. So they will just continue with the status quo. For sure. There's a lot of hoops to jump through. As someone who's personally looked for a therapist and stuff, there there usually is a lot of, of barriers. And I'm kind of picturing, you know, I'm sure there's people out there who, you know, maybe someone's like, oh, you should go to therapy or something. It might help. And maybe in their mind, what they're associating with the word therapy is just like the four cold walls of a doctor's office with someone sitting across from you, interrogating you. Um, but the second you associate like destiny with it, it's like, oh, suddenly that seems more inviting. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, absolutely. My greatest, I, I so prior to working with children and adolescents, I worked with adults with substance abuse. I worked in a medical-based um, rehab program, and I had an office, and I was able to decorate my office, and I was like, hmm, what do I want to put in here? Uh, and may not have been the greatest choice in the world, but I brought in some of my Walking Dead comics. <laughs> I brought in some, uh, just some like other, I was big into The Walking Dead at that time. Still am. Um, but only the comic. I hate the show. Um, so, <laughs> which I get a lot of hate for. But... Um, and I had those comics and it would be amazing to watch people come in and I'd always have music going. And it, as a therapist, you would picture like maybe like soft melodic music. Now I had pending on my mood at the time. I may have had Slipknot. I definitely would have had it a lot lower. <laughs> so that way it wasn't disruptive mm-hmm. or I'd have like just I'd have like regular music playing. So people would come into my office and you could watch people get so taken back like, whoa, where am I? I'm like, hi, how you doing? Have a seat. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because it's not, like you said, it's not the, the typical four white walls. It's this, this dude's got action figures on a shelf. What? <laughs> He's a normal guy. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and it, it does bring it down to that, to that level. And it really does help with kind of being able to talk and work about things. And it does make for a conducive environment. Yeah, I could see someone interpreting even, you know, a lot of therapists office are very like, stereotypically inviting, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, designed to be like, comforting to as many people as it can. And I feel like that can also that sometimes maybe comes off disingenuous. I could see someone interpreting it that way. So I feel like, yeah, it it can be because all therapy offices are designed to be inviting and relaxing where people can feel comfortable but it's to each therapist to make it their own Mm -hmm. like matt for me i'm bringing in some memorabilia that i use and as intervention tools so i have a mirror of erised from harry potter on on my windowsill that's awesome i have a light box from avatar the last airbender on my bookshelf that's super cool. I, that, that, that's they, something that I would then love they find to find out that you play a hunter. <laughs> and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he was just like me, but no. 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 <laughs> he has to go back to Warlock. 
Yeah. <laughs> you have to no. relearn the warlock floof. But there's having, nothing wrong with Hunter. I, I, I enjoy being able to jump high places and not die. <laughs> I agree. You usually jump like a normal person. Right. It's so, so much fun. <laughs> with style. So if you guys could put your like your mission statement into like a sentence, what do you think it would be? Provide gathering and providing easily accessible resources for the gaming community. Matt, what about you? Creating and cultivating a space of peer support that is informed, but also inclusive. Perfect. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys. I wanted to say thank you for just like engaging in probably the heaviest conversation we've ever had on this podcast. So by, by <laughs> rambling and large tangents. <laughs> no, thank you for going on log tangents. Yeah, I, I would rather you great. talk than not talk. So, so yeah. thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to shut you up because I, I love listening to you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah. The furthest we go on our podcast, we'll be like, wow, trials really sucked this weekend. <laughs> but, uh, but it did <laughs> <laughs> a little more constructive than that. Usually <laughs> like, trials really, really sucked this weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's just more adjectives. Right. <laughs> so before we move on to talking about uh, the mental health kits, you guys have a podcast, correct? You guys are fellow podcasters? Yes. yes. Well, although our podcast, we, we've kind of put it on pause for a bit. We need to re- restart it. We've just been so busy with things lately. Absolutely. I don't blame you. But Doc started his. Yeah, we, we started a, like a new show spinoff uh, that is part of the GMH podcast. So the main podcast was just inviting guests to talk about uh, video games. And generally we had some uh, mental health topics that we would kind of touch on. And the new show is called A Healer's Journey. Uh, we are we've done six episodes. Um, mainly we are talking with mental health professionals and exploring their journeys in becoming mental health professionals, kind of getting into how they got into the field, what they're interested in, kind of their niches and going on tangents. That's super interesting. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Are you guys on all the, the various platforms? If people want to check that out. Uh, I, I still have a bunch of them to, to edit. Again, we've <laughs> been busy and it, it's on my things my to-do mm-hmm. list that is always growing longer uh, but mainly we stream on twitch and then we post the uh the video to youtube and mm-hmm. e- eventually when i am able to edit everything it will be on pretty much every uh podcast platform sweet so sure. the link the links for that will be in the the description as well as um your guys's website and everything like that well well thank you that's awesome um matt did you have want to add anything about the podcast uh no just it's been fun doing with doc uh we we finally the reason we've been so busy we 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 actually came back from a conference over it with uh wounded warrior and i got to meet doc in real life for the first time and it was no super cool. two years yeah. the first time <laughs> two years two in the years. making cool <laughs> it was very that's cool. awesome that's super cool <laughs> that's why we've been busy <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, so we're, we were doing that, and we're we're working. We're always working on a bunch of stuff in the in the background. Yeah, yeah, I bet you guys are doing really cool stuff. So, Try. well, thank you. Moving, moving on to the second topic. Speaking of really cool stuff that you guys do, uh, what it seems like one of your biggest or at least like most unique offerings it seems like you have today is the mental health kits, including the Destiny specific Guardian mental health kit. It's like a Destiny focused collection of like coping mechanisms designed in mm-hmm. collaboration with Bungie, I believe. So tell tell us a little bit about the the mental health kits. The uh, starting starting with the Guardian ones. Sure. So. Me and Joe uh, came to talking as we normally do, and um, Joe had brought up the idea of wanting to build these kits to hand out at conventions. This was pre-COVID, and we had done some some online research as to what are some of the offerings available, and we were very underwhelmed. <laughs> and kind of flabbergasted as to what was offered. So it was either a couple pamphlets and that was it. And you would have like the opposite end was these very bougie kits where like a couple like essential oils, a bar of soap and essentially charging like a hundred to 200 bucks for it. Don't forget the little statue of Buddha. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that little statue of Buddha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we decided, well, let's do our own thing. And we wanted to make it completely free. Because, again, we just wanted to have it as something we could just bring to conventions as to, here, here's our booth, here are some of the things that we do, here's a kit of these empirically validated resources where people can bring with them. And these are all tools that I use with clients on a daily basis that they can bring home with them and use in conjunction with their, hopefully their own therapist. And then COVID hit and everything stalled as COVID does. And we said, well, rather than just bringing it to conventions as to, we have no idea as to when it's going to happen again. How about we just mail them? So that's where that our first initial kit came from. And then we kind of iterated on that uh, with the neurodivergent one that we did with a social cipher. Then we had our suicide prevention one uh, that we did in conjunction with uh, to write love on our arms. And then the bungee kit is kind of our fourth iteration that we had a meeting with with Bungie, and we had this idea of wanting to give back to the the Destiny community because that's where we come from, and we wanted to tailor one and change the wording to make it specific to Destiny the game and the lore. And we talked with a couple people at Bungie, and they they were on board. They Helped us with uh, a whole bunch of things. I scared Joe uh, on that meeting, kind of bringing up that um, guided relaxation uh, and meditation one. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember that call, Matt? I do. Oh, I, I thought Joe was going to have a heart attack. Because <laughs> they had asked us, oh, wh- what else do you guys want to do? And then I just piped in. So I have this idea and just <laughs> had the, the look of sheer panic on Joe's face. Oh, no, I know what he's going to ask. 
because I had been <laughs> running this by him for, for a while, of wanting to write and help voice a guided relaxation within the Destiny world and brought it up to them and they were interested. So I got help with uh, from the narrative team and uh, some of the sound uh, sound engineering team and reached That's out right. to a couple people. And thankfully enough, Brandon, uh, which had come on our podcast before, was open to voicing uh, the introduction as Crow. So it's a oh, variation cool. of the so initial cool. speaker, <laughs> uh, like D1, the speaker's introduction to Destiny. So it's a retooling of that, but as Crow uh, saying it. And then I'm doing uh, the ghost as the Guardian wakes up. And then we have um, Anubis that is doing someone that is in the Cosmodrome. And then we have Mylan uh, that kind of gives us a tour of the tower. Cool. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I, I will say, and to no fault of Bungie, those conversations were very scary because it's like, okay, oh, yeah. what? What can we say? What can't we say? Can we mention this? You know, am I allowed to use Guardian? Can I use Light? Can I use right. like so many, so many different things? What is copyrighted and, and what is not? Right. And I, I'll, rem- I, I'll never forget like going back and forth with like stuff like, no, this has to change. And again, nothing. And to Bungie's credit, they never even touched like the clinical aspect of things you know there really was that nice understanding of like hey you guys are the experts when it comes to that so we're not touching that but just move guardian here don't really put that here like it was more so of their stuff which again wording for things yeah but also super appreciative where it was like oh cool you trust us (laughs) Um, And I, my, my biggest thing is, um, so within that kit, we also added like a few new resources. Um, and I had so much fun. I'm a big, um, preacher of the aspect of resiliency and not in the sense of like, you know, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and just keep walking. But it's that aspect of learning to adapt, learning to grow and things like that. And I was able to, I don't know if I snuck it in or if they just saw it and were like, all right, we'll give it to them. Um, I I put this whole thing in about the Deepstone Crypt and it really was like an homage to Guardians. They were, that was like the first raid I ran with them. And that was the first raid that they taught me. So I was like, I have to sneak this in somehow. So on the resilience, <laughs> on the resiliency piece, there's this whole aspect of like, you know, your you're in the final encounter of Deepstone Crypt. You have no idea where the bombs have to go and you're consistently failing. What do you do? And then it goes into this whole aspect of like resiliency and building your confidence and courage and things like that. Um, I thought they were going to have a little bit of a problem. And I really do think it was just, eh, he really wants it. Give it to him. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it sounds like it's pretty harmless at the end of the day. So Right, right. They're really good to work with and super helpful to, to to make the kit the way that it really came out. So they, they helped us with some of like the art team helped us um, and helped our graphic designer to kind of mm-hmm. meld everything together. And we were and still we are surprised by the sheer number of requests that we've had for this kit. It is by far our, our most popular kit. 
And, you know, it was one of those conversations where, like, do we ask them to promote it? And we, like, we never did. But, again, they did it on their own. Yeah. They, <laughs> took, our, they took our tweet. They retweeted it. Um, I know. As soon as they retweeted it, we had the, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, but, oh, yes. You're in the spotlight now. <laughs> they yeah. retweeted something from us. And then, oh, no. Because then we just saw the likes just creeping I'll in never... and then the requests creeping in and <laughs> we have to build all of those yeah. yeah can we can we do this and we're like no but we're gonna try um so i mean it, it is it is worth noting uh just I, and i think we talked about this on one on one of our previous podcasts like there is a in the help tab of the bungee website there's a almost immediate link to your guys's resources yeah so and that's that like that I think is awesome because that's how I kind of first found you guys as I was looking at just some of the tabs. I'm like, oh, they actually in the help tab, they have a mental health resources. And then there you guys are. And it's that's pretty awesome. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was another thing we had mm -hmm. the pleasure of working with Bungie on. So we helped build that mental health tab with them. OK, cool. And it was just an honor just to be listed there. Yeah. Yeah. But again, too, there was this respect of like, hey, we have these resources. This is how we have it written out. Would you mind helping us? We want to make sure that the verbiage is correct. We want to make sure that we're providing the right resource. And it was it, it, it was one of those things where it was like, again, like, they trust us <laughs> and mm -hmm. they gave us all the information. And me and, and again, and they were super receptive to like me and Doc. We kind of split the the document and, you know, made our little tweaks, made our notes and adjustments. And they were super appreciative because like this is exactly what we wanted. We want to make sure that as we send this out or as we promote this, that it's correct. Yeah. And we're still, and in a sense, we're still working with them and adding certain things and talking about certain things, especially with this season. It's been very, it's been, it's, I feel the season of the haunted. Yeah. I feel it's one of the best narratively. And I know some people may argue with me oh, on yeah. that. But oh, I completely the, agree. The story aspect, um, the aspect of trauma and grief and loss, but then overall acceptance with each of the characters here is very, very well done <laughs> from a mental health standpoint and how mm -hmm. they, you know, go through it and how they talk about it. You know, I was one of those people who cried during the whole, I'm, no spoilers, but I was one of the people who cried during Savala's part. Like, I, I was like, oh, that's okay. Let me take two seconds to breathe. That was, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was heart wrenching. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it it's so there's there's been a lot of conversations as to you know what can we add what can we what can we grow on things like that so it's been a very just like mutual collaboration and we've been nothing but like fan just like oh, we're fanboying fan so hard behind the scenes oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man I bet yeah I'm looking at a picture of the the kit right now and it's just it looks so 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 cool yeah. you guys did a fantastic job. Thank you. It's been it's been a labor of love. It's been a lot of fun and just being able to do this and bring it to conventions and to show it, you know, in a sense, like show it off to people. Mm -hmm. And when people ask, like, oh, how much? No, here you go. Have fun. It's, it's free. totally free. So, yeah, I, you can you don't have to answer this question, but I'm just like really curious. Like, how did you guys manage to get it 
totally free for everybody. The generosity of the community. Wow. Just, uh, just so like, like we mentioned, like about 90 percent mm-hmm. of the donations that we receive go straight back into all of the programs that we have, and the major one being that mental health kit. That's incredible. So the, the way that and, we, yeah, and we build it in house, so we don't use a fulfillment center. So mm-hmm. in each kit, you'll get a card as to who built your kit. Oh, wow. I have a few here uh, by Joe and his daughter, Sadie. I think I have a few from you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my whole closet, as I look at it, is all kit-related items. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Super um, cool. But there's that, and the way that we basically priced it out, in a sense, and again, full transparency, the kits themselves, each one is $10. So that's $5 for materials and then five for shipping costs. Gotcha. Um, so that's why we say, especially during our fundraising streams, every $10 donation equals one kit. Okay. So it really is this pay it forward aspect. If there's a donation yeah. of 10, you've, you've just made a mental health kit for somebody for free. Um, you know... Also, due to cost, and I guess this is the unfortunate side of things, we had to limit it to strictly U.S.-based. Um, we're still trying to get to that international because it is it is kind of rough, and that's where the digital version... I was going to say, you have, a, you have a digital in. equivalent on here. Yeah, so you get everything that's in the, the physical kit. The only thing that you don't get is like the, the physical fidget items. Right. So yeah, and cube. all of the resources, the pamphlets, everything is the there. Cube. The Glimmer Cube is so awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, the so Glimmer cool. Cube is great. <laughs> I uh, love I will, it. I'll be very transparent and say I've stolen one or two of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I know. Listen, it gets tough in those meetings sometimes. I need something. <laughs> yeah, I need something to fidget with. <laughs> For sure. I'm, I'm looking at, a, there's also, is that a box breathing, breathing technique, I see? Yes. That's yeah, awesome. The, uh, the box breathing perk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so neat. Absolutely. That's so clever. Uh, yeah. And that was the other nice thing, too. They gave us specific assets that we could work off of and assist with the design. You know, they really were, Bungie was really generous and very helpful and was like, no, we want to make this unique to the community that you were born out of. So it, they were very helpful and very, very just awesome to work with because yeah, they wanted it to to be authentic and we wanted it to be authentic as well we didn't want to make like a cheap rip off right like those those dollar store toys that you see yeah right so, no it's not superman it's like super guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like a collection of like it's like the avengers but it's like shrek and like batman <laughs> yeah <laughs> So they really helped out to to make it authentic, uh, with like the 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 art assets, the the typeface, uh, some of the perks yeah. and everything that IRS was able to to use, and letting like Brandon help on voicing that that uh, part in the meditation and helping us yeah. get the wordings kind of just right. Mm-hmm. For sure, like if so, like it feels like it came from like the Bungie store or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Who did you guys get to do the artwork for the coloring book? 
Oh, oh man. those are Everybody. artists across <laughs> the uh, the Destiny uh, community. Yeah, um, really? there's a, a variety of people that are in there. Um, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up names now because it was we had a lot of we had a lot of different help from a lot of different artists. Because um, we we haven't even used every single page of art that w- was provided to us yet. Oh really? You guys still have more on the in the backlog? Basically, yeah, we have a lot. They everybody do, everybody gifted a lot. You know, so um for just a, just a few people to name, uh Cobb One Art, uh Tenarukin, uh Pixelated Trav uh Traveler, Heather Studio, Bird Ninja Art, um I Resolute who's uh, Resolute I should say who's our graphic designer actually for Guardians Mental Health. Uh that's just to name a few who have donated just their artwork to be in the kits and to be in consistent rotation. Um, so, and then for the guardian kit in particular, we asked those same artists, just give us, you know, not give, not just, just give us, you know, if you'd like, <laughs> you know, we have approval from Bungie, you know, give us your, if you would like to donate your coloring sketches for various destiny uh, themed and a lot of the artwork was great. A whole bunch of incredible jumped yeah. on thing. Yes, please. Oh, sure. Yeah. And again, it just shows, you know, it seems to be the theme, but it's just the community in and of itself giving back. Right. I, I, I nobody asked, you know, here's the thing. Nobody asked for money. Like nobody was like, well, how much are you paying me? Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, and they, and, and I also want to preface it. They very well could have, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they um, could have, but they they uh, all said, "Yeah, let, let, we'll help out." I have some ideas. I'll give you something like a week or so. Yeah. So it was just again this community coming together and supporting and making this awesome, and that's been really just a, a theme of ours as well. Like we're not a one stop shop. We don't know everything, so we we sometimes rely and ask like community what they need versus what do they know what do you you know what resources do you feel are beneficial yeah it's a back and forth for sure absolutely and and we we take pride in that in a sense Mm -hmm. yeah it's better to go back and forth and learn from the people you're trying to help than pretend to know everything yeah no if i if i ever start doing that that's this it's not good (laughs) <laughs> anyway, it's not good, I should say, because I don't know anything and I don't pretend to. We were just talking about this before the podcast where we were talking about um, just how, you know, part of why Destiny has been around so long is the people who play it and the people who continue to engage in the community. And, you know, like like Robbie was saying, it's like, save for a few bad apples. There's always going to be a few bad apples in any community. But right. At least in the Destiny community, there's a lot of great people doing great things and it's really yeah. cool to see something like uh this mental health kit which is just kind of the culmination of a lot of really cool people's hard work and you know care yeah, yeah well, well if you take a look at something like uh, gcx that right. was mm-hmm. born from the destiny community even wanting to raise money for saint jude and look how huge that has become mm-hmm. right seriously Seems like charity is a really big part of the Destiny community more than any other community I've personally been a part of, which is really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you guys don't have anything else to add, 
it is time <laughs> for Destiny Trivia. Oh, no. I'm excited. I almost forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) To close out the show. Forgot or was hoping that Scotty wouldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I forget whose team I'm on, but I'm so sorry in advance. (laughs) It's okay. Their teams are Matt and Rob, and then Doc and Robbie. And then mm. I will I will facilitate. I'll host. I'll ask the questions. Be the Wait, moderator. So, be the so mod- we're choosing yeah. actually team names because I remember you said something about team yeah. names. Yeah, that is rule uh, number one. Is that you guys so have I, team names? Okay, so I, I want to propose my teammate Doctor over here because I saw his username on Discord. So, how do you feel about calling ourselves the Ginyu Force? Sure. <laughs> All right. Is this a Dragon Ball thing? Yes, it is. I'm still waiting for Bungie to uh, bring out all of those emotes. I think they have like two or three of them now. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They are. I I want the the whole set and everyone to wear it and do the the Ginyu pose. (laughs) (laughs) The only only one I know, it's... uh, What is it called? The one where they like... There's it's like a multiplayer emote and they both stand there and then they like lean into each other and they oh, oh, the fusion okay. join fists. Yeah, the fusion. Yeah, the fusion yeah, yeah. That's a Dragon Ball thing, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Look at me. I'm so knowledgeable. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> All right, then if that's the case, then I'm gonna propose that we be Team Bitter Steel, which I'm, is the I'm... Yes. Sorry, go for it. Yes. No, no. I was just I was just I was just being excited and yes. Okay. <laughs> Because when I was to something too that I don't, it's the it's the um, dead orbit shader from D one that like everyone wanted. It's just it's just black and white. It's really cool, but it was like super coveted. Like back in D one year one when it was like stupidly shader. Yeah, it was stupidly difficult to get the the faction shaders, and everyone wanted it. Uh, And I actually saw someone when I was streaming the other day. I was like, man, that shader looks good. And then I looked down. I'm like course it looks good because it's bitter steel so yeah and if we lose and <laughs> we say we're, we're bitter so yeah. <laughs> perfect all right so now that we have teen names i'll explain the rules so it'll be first okay. to ten. First to okay. ten correct answers okay and i will i will keep track of that in fact i should probably write this down just kidding i'll do it on my phone so first to ten wins and so when i'm asking a question I'll read off the question and then I'll just I'll read off all the answers. If you hear the right answer, you can just yell it out. If you're like, oh, it's Gallahorn, you can yell that out. But if it's wrong, then the other team is allowed to try and steal it. And if they get it wrong, they the other team can go back and forth. It's like family okay. feud, but without okay. Steve Harvey. Okay. So, so it's not going to be fun then. That's what you're saying. So it's not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I have the utmost faith in you, Scotty. I sure sounds like it. <laughs> All right, so is everyone ready? Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Question number one: Which item was not part of Zur's first ever inventory in Destiny One? Is it A. Gallahorn? Gallahorn. Hey, Gallahorn. I said Rob first. What? Damn lag. <laughs> Gallahorn <laughs> <laughs> was offered. Was that week two? Yes, it yeah, was week, week two. two. Yeah. yeah. When people are like, who wants to use their exotic slot for a heavy weapon? Nah. Oh, oh, how, how were we, we wrong? Yes. <laughs> it took I'm me sorry, like a year Robert. and a half to get it after. 
<laughs> Robbie, I'm I'm sorry if you if you lag. I'm going off of what I'm hearing. I That's promise fine. I'm not. It's I don't have any bias towards you. Even even on these, I'm blaming on ping. You know, like what's yeah. <laughs> like like a true gamer always yeah, always blaming ping that's, yeah that's what I was he's, hack, he's hacking he's wall hacking saying <laughs> robbie right now all right. all right question two which is the following is not all right this is kind of confused i was reading answers or questions earlier it's kind of a complicated question so listen oh carefully goodness. which of the following is not one of the former names of the three main hive gods is it A, Sathona, B, Z, Arak, C, Zero? Zirak is correct. Wow. Nicely done. Zivu Arath. Who was that? I'm sorry? It was, it's supposed to be Zivu Arath. Yes. Well, yes, but these are the, the former names. So Zero yeah. was her original one. Who answered that? That was Doc. That was Doc. That was Doc. One, one. One That's to good. one. Wow. We're on the board. Tied up. All right. <laughs> Question number three. When detected, how long do you have to kill a Gorgon in the original Vault of Glass? Is it A, five seconds, B, 10 seconds, C, 15 seconds, or D, 20 seconds? 10 seconds? Miss. 10 seconds? It's got to be it, five. No, it's more than five. 10 seconds is correct. Uh, yes! Oh. Oh, I was in good. between 10 or 15. I, I was, yeah, I, 20, 20 seconds seemed way too long, but I was too short. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad I got one right. I'm, I'm good for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number three. This one's kind of a tough one, in my opinion. Which is the correct code to enter in Leviathan's underbelly? Is it? <laughs> yeah. A, is it one, four, five, three, two, six? B, one, five, two, three, six, four? <laughs> this is just going to be so guess. hard to do. <laughs> um, is it C, one, three, five, two, four, six? It's C. Or... It is not C. Oh. What's D before D you go? One, five, three, two, four, six. Just guess. <laughs> I think, I, th- I think it's D. D one I, five three two four six. I trust you. Go for it. It's, I the five and the six are standing out to me because I know it. I know it starts like you jump back and forth quite a bit. I've entered it maybe twice in my entire life. I'm gonna nice. guess. I'm gonna guess Correct. D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Random <go>. guess. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Question five. In addition to Lord Saladin, who is the other remaining living Iron Lord? Ephrod Ephrodite. Or Lady Ephrodite. Yes. And her, yes. her spear was the sniper that everyone used in D1 year one with final rounds, which was BS and trials. We don't need to Correct. talk about it, Nailed it. Yeah. Next question. Which of the below strikes was not a PlayStation exclusive? Was it A, the Undying Mind? B, Lake of Shadows, C, The Wretched Eye, or D, Echo Chamber? B. Wait, what was the question? B is incorrect. Oh, come on. Which Which strike was not? Yeah, which strike was not a PlayStation exclusive? The Undying Mind was a PlayStation exclusive. I know that. That was a Dark Below. 
What were the other ones? Undying Mind, Lake of Shadows, Wretched okay, Eye. Lake of Shadows was a PlayStation oh, exclusive. Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is it Echo Chamber? Is not Echo Chamber. Robbie and Doc, <sighs> back to you. Well, he's the other one that we haven't said, so... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was Lake... Wait, <laughs> was it Lake of Shadows? No, it wasn't it was Lake of Shadows. Chamber. It was in Lake of Chamber. What was the it other one? The one Rob said, the Wretched right? Eye? Undying Wretched Mind and Wretched Eye are the other two. The no, Wretched Undying Eye. Mind was a PlayStation exclusive. Are you trying to help them? No, <laughs> yes, no. Wretched Eye. Wretched Eye, final answer. Wretched Eye. Final answer. Hold, Wretched on. Eye. Hold on. Wretched Eye, final answer. Oh, it's like no. Rob. Wretched Eye was correct. Wait, yes. what, what what was the question again? Which, Which was is not a PlayStation exclusive? Lake of Shadows was a PlayStation exclusive? It was. I actually do remember. That's why yeah. I said Lake of Shadows first, because I thought that couldn't be an exclusive, but I guess it was. I don't know. I believe it was. I, I think Vanilla, Vanilla, Vanilla D2, D2 launched. Lake of Shadows was a PlayStation exclusive, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I for some reason that. remember that. I don't know why I do, but... Moving on. And what season... I'll also the score, 4-2. Robin Matter leading. And what season did Bungie shut down Trials of the Nine? Is it A, Season of the Outlaw? B, Season of the Forge? D, or C, Season of the Drifter? Or D, Season of the Worthy? Oh, it's uh, Outlaw. Correct. Well, so so that's a weird question because technically it was. It is a weird question <laughs> because it was, yeah. it was season three was the last season to feature it, but you could say they shut it down then. But I guess it was shut down at the advent of season of the outlaw, which was the start of Forsaken. Which is Forsaken, so, right? So it wasn't any of the other ones. So yeah, it was Forsaken. Okay. Weird question, but yeah. By process of elimination. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you had said whatever season of the Warmind was, what was that season even called? Did that season have of the a... worthy? No, no. I mean, the actual Warmind DLC. What did that season have a name? Oh no, it didn't. Uh, for saying it was, was just the first called... one. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they just called the it season, season three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next question: Which ex Queen's Wrath of Marasov has a location named after them on the Tangled Shore? Is it A. Petrovenge, B. Shirochi, C. Yasmin Eld, or D. Sirido? If you need me to repeat the question, I can. Yeah, yeah. Has a what? Which yeah. location on right. the Tangled Shore? Which like previous Queen's Wrath of Marasov has a location named after them on the Tangled Shore? And the answers were Petrovenge, Shirochi, Yasmin Eld, or Sir Ido. C. That is incorrect. One D. D for Doc, right? Yeah. That is correct. Sir Ido. Yes. What's the location? He doesn't know. <laughs> I, I don't know the name. I don't, I don't remember exactly he where it is. He doesn't know the answers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just kind of curious now. Like, is it? Oh, no, it's uh, Sears Rest, where you get the uh, Wish Ender. There's that cave that you go to. Whatever it's called. Oh. It's like her tomb or something, or like I th I think I know that yeah, there was like a wish under mission there. And there was All a right. hunt there for season of the hunt, I think. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Okay. Right. Question nine. Which of Valis Tark's lieutenants was operating the land tank in the Cerberus V3 strike? Was it A, Val Bork? B, Val Kaul? C, Val Marg? <laughs> or D, Val Zuark? Kilmer. What was the- Val Kilmer? A, Val <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a, a Valbork? Yeah. It is incorrect. Can you Come repeat on. B through D again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm butchering these pronunciations. No, I, no I'm sure the Cabal will be very upset with you. Yeah. <laughs> Telling Keitel. Val Kaul, Val Maorg, or Val Zuark? I'm leaning B or D, but I'm I don't thinking, know. I'm thinking B too, because I know Valco that Kaur is somewhere, but I don't think it's the one operating the land tank. But I that's the only like name that I recognize from something. So I'll say Valkaur. B final right. answer? Yeah, I think yeah. so. That is correct. Sure. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. Valkaur, <laughs> I want to say, was the Spire of Stars boss. I think. All right. Next question. Wait, wait, what's the score right now? Score is six three. Okay. Bitter steel is up by three. Yeah, bitter steel. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of Failsafe's ship in Destiny Two? Is it Exodus a Black? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeping. I was going to say Exodus Blue, but that's the map. <laughs> that yes, that is the map. You're you're correct. Which notorious enemy was the one to kill the hunter vanguard before Kate Six and Obrask? Was it A. Tanix, B. Crota? Tanix is correct. Yeah, seven to four. Finish this sentence. <laughs> quote, quote unquote. A million deaths is not enough. Blank. To a. satisfy Rahul? Let me let me finish All the right. answers. <laughs> Lord Shax, Taken King, the Kel of Kells, or Master Rahul? Master Rahul. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Next up, which exotic has the perk? I don't know how to pronounce this. Impetus? Impetus? Reloading immediately after a kill increases weapon damage for a short time. Is it A, the Queenbreaker, B, Merciless, C, Skyburner's Oath, or D, Two-Tailed Fox? Merciless. Hey. Merciless is correct. Woo! All right, Dragon Ball. Wow. I th I'm very happy I didn't say my answer because I would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys got to come back. They are one away from winning. And all comes down to this. This wait, is wait, match wait. point. Make this, make this one count uh, seven points, maybe? So all the previous <laughs> ones don't matter? Yeah. This is a bonus point question. <laughs> Worth seven. <laughs> Specifically. So where in Destiny 2's tower do you normally find Lakshmi 2? Is it A in the... This is a normal word. I can't pronounce it. Anals, anals, 
It's not <laughs> anal. It's not It's the word is a n n a l s. Courtyard, hangar, or bazaar. Hangar. Yeah, it's a hangar. But they that is correct. Yeah. All right, Doc. Live to fight another day. The courtyard's where Hideo hangs out, and then so we just, the... we just won. We got, yeah, it was we worth seven points. points. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, the next one. Yeah, all right. Keep going. <laughs> Whose favorite donning cookies are Traveler Donut Holes? Is it A. Oh. Commander Zavala, B. Lord Shax, C. Saint Fourteen, or D. Ikora Ray? C. It's Ikora. It is not C. You said C, right, Rob? Yeah, yeah Robbie I said C. Yep. Ikora is correct. Yeah. Woo. I made so many of those things. I know. <laughs> but you just read where they go. You don't actually read what they are. Well, good job, guys. Shaq's like, he likes the blades or whatever, right? That's all I remember. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, ah, swords. Yeah. Do a couple Conflict. more. We win. Let's, let's let them. <laughs> all right. We got to, we got to do one Rob, more round. I appreciate you carrying. <laughs> <laughs> I contributed I, I, one. That's all right. Yeah, I, I want to mention that I did apologize at the beginning of the episode. You did. <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> your, your answer broke their spirits, and that's what just let us keep going the rest of the time. <laughs> so now we're going to make this a little more challenging. Okay. We'll do first to ten again, but this time it's Destiny lore questions. Oh, no. Oh. Ooh. I don't okay. think anyone's a lore expert here, so hopefully it's a no. pretty even playing field. Can we can we phone a friend to the Elmist or whatever? Yeah. Elmist, the Elmist, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give him a call. Yeah, <laughs> Doc, I'm gonna I'm gonna text ten really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you yep. give me the option to text Bife. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you have to on speed dial or Bife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Hey man, sorry to bother you. It's just an emergency situation. Listen, doing this podcast, doing this this podcast thing, getting grilled right now. <laughs> what was the name of the fallen guy that did the thing? <laughs> so, we'll do first to ten. Question right. number one. Or do we want to switch teams? No, it's we're not going to do another. This is just more for fun of like whoever knows. Like the bitter steel already won. We got nothing to <laughs> okay, prove. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we, we already went. We already went flawless. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> I got my adept weapon. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just helping I'm people. Home. Yeah. I'm just helping. helping I'm farming my Katie at this point. Let's let's raise my ELO and <laughs> trivia, and then we'll go from here. All right. Welcome to the flawless pool. <laughs> oh, Question. No. <laughs> Question number one: What event nearly caused the extinction of the human race? The collapse. Collapse. Correct. Yeah. Rob first. All right, question two. When was the darkness created? Was it A, at the beginning of time, B, 10,000 years ago, C, before the beginning of time, or D, 1 million years ago? Beginning of time? That is incorrect. I'm sorry. Before the beginning of time. That is correct. Wow. (laughs) There you go. Tied up. Also, I didn't make these questions. I cannot... uh, Attest to the validity of them. It's from uh, now. Now you're now you're <laughs> questioning our victory because maybe we didn't yeah. technically win. <laughs> yeah. You're casting doubt. Don't yeah. cast doubt. Yeah. I'm sorry. Forget what I said. Forget what I said. Okay. 
That was close. Right. <laughs> Who practices a religion known as the sword logic? The is it high Correct. Yeah. Nicely done. Although, could do you, you say that the Taken kind of do as well, or do they have like a different ideology? Taken's not an option. Oh, okay. Well, then it's Hive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just the Taken are through Oryx, but they're not the original species. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that that's true. Their their ideology is probably more they they all they claim all victory through taking, not through the sword watch. Anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Sorry. Zombies. No, you're like zombies. Yeah. <laughs> just like we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know which of these oh, why does it say do you know? Which of these is another name for the darkness? Is it A the winnower, B the deep, C the formless one, or D all of the above? The deep. The D uh the deep. The deep is incorrect. Back to you. Oh. I think it's the I thought it was the deep too, but it's not. I think what? it's the winnower. That is incorrect. Robbie and it's Doc, all back of to the you. above. It is all, all of the above. above. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense that it's all of the above. Uh, <laughs> I well, because I thought it might have been like one or two of them, but yeah, I wasn't confident enough to say all of the above. But I've heard the winnower and I've heard the deep. I've never heard the famous one before. Yeah. Cause I know there's like the gardener and the winnower, it's like the story and like the gardener, mm. like the traveler or light or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. The scorn are undead members of which species? The Bex. fallen. 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 Nice. nice. The elixir. The oh, he, yeah. Give Ooh, me six points to run. He's he's politically correct now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who created the Galahorn? Was it A. Crux or and Lomar. It was Crux. I'll give it to you. It's Crux. Ooh. Yeah. Nicely done. They also made the truth. They did make truth. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the Black Garden? Is it A, Venus, B, the end of the universe, C, Mars, or D, beyond space and time? Mars? Beyond space and time. Beyond space and time. Beyond space and time is correct. Dang it. Doc, RG first. Yeah, give it to them. I was wrong. I said Mars right away. <laughs> You can yeah, get to it from Mars. The gate is on Mars. One of the gates gate? is on Mars. Yeah. What part of the Vex is biological? Is it A, nothing, B, their brains, C, the mind core fluid, or D, the Mind core fluid. Mind, mind core fluid. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, man. Come back. Come back time. I get bonus points for calling it the juice box. <laughs> <laughs> the Vex milk. Vex milk. Next milk. Oh. In case anyone's interested, the score is tied four to four. Oh, you're actually, you're actually keeping score on this one. I'm keeping score. All right. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. You guys have bragging rights, but that's gotta fair. keep score. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who created the exos? Is it A. Humans, B. The Fallen, C. The Darkness, or D. No one knows. Humans. D. Humans is correct. Nicely done. Clovis Bray. Yeah. Clovis. What intelligence do the Vex have a hard time simulating due to its complexity? Is it A, the Awoken, B, the Hive, C, the Exo Mines, or D, the War Mines? The Hive. War Mines. War Mines is correct. Yeah. Never gotten that. <laughs> Never gotten that. 
Dominus Gaul is the ruler of which, or was the ruler of which group? Is it A, the Cabal? I'll give it to Rob. I heard him first. He said Cabal listed. I mean, yeah, you should give him bonus points for he was like even more. Because he was specific. Yeah. Hmm. How should I that, score? See, that's that? that's the problem. That's the problem. Is like, <laughs> so you have to, you have to wait for you to ask the questions, right? But like, some of some of these answers are more right than others, ironically. That's so <laughs> that's why that's why keeping score is just yeah. kind of fun more than anything. It's silly. <laughs> I like this. This is fun. Who created ghosts? Was it A the guardians? The B tracks. the traveler? C the yeah. traveler is correct. And this dying light, he created ghosts to open doors, and right? This dying light. <laughs> the hive have spread to, <laughs> to open doors. The hive have spread across the galaxy, but where do they call home? Is it A, soul? Fundament. B, fundament is correct. Nice. Nicely done. Do you know who killed the... Why does it say, do you know at the beginning of these questions? Who killed the <laughs> Helium King? Is it A, Savathun? B, Oryx, C, Zivu Arath, D, The Traveler. The Helium King. Think Books of Sorrow. Yeah, because I, I read those Arath? regularly. It is not Zivu Arath. Yeah. I mean, it's a shot you in the dark. The, the I, I'm gonna, uh, yeah. Who's, wait, whose team is it? I think it's Doc's. Doc yeah, it's Doc's team. So what are so, the answers again? Savathun. Not Zivu. Oryx or the Traveler? Do we know if the Traveler's actually killed anyone? It's a great question. Like, I, I, I know, like, at this point, it's like... For some day. reason, I, 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 the answer's not there. But <laughs> if I would have to guess, <laughs> I would say it would be... Savath... 50-50. It'd be Savathun. Correct. Yeah. It was nice. something. Oh, wow. That's good because I was going to say Oryx. <laughs> That's why I didn't say anything. I mean, that, that kind of felt like a crap suit. Yeah. Of like... Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't think the Traveler's quote unquote. No, it wasn't the Traveler. Uh, yeah. I remember oh. It was someone else because I don't think Savathun actually killed him, but I it, might be wrong. It says, so here's what the, it gives a little explanation. It says Savathun, the Witch Queen, once. Dona, daughter of the Osmium King, is responsible for killing the Helium King. After she and her siblings made a deal with the worms, they became the progenitors and gods of the hive. Oh, yeah. Now, now I remember. Nice. When were the Awoken created? Was it A, at the beginning of time, B, before the beginning of time, C, during the collapse, or during D, the collapse. correct? What was the final question, though? Or final answer? At the Battle of Six Fronts. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's like speaking of the birth. I, of the I was Awoken, I was, exp I was hoping that one would be like, oh, when they were on an, a voyage to escape the collapse, and then they hit like the neutron star or whatever, and that like birthed mm -hmm. them. Like I was hoping for a more specific answer, not at the beginning the of time. Yeah, I, so, yeah, some of these are so like stupidly uh, obvious, and so you're like waiting for the complex answer that's like specific. But no, no, it's I just know what like, you mean. Yeah, it's more simplistic. It's direct to the point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I still get them wrong though, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, <laughs> watch, I'm watch. just happy to be here. Watch, uh, yeah. What? I don't understand it at this point. I'm too afraid to ask. No, uh, 
that's a that's a an interesting uh and we've already kind of talked about bife and mylan and all that like bife has this really cool four hour video that's just like the history of everything leading up to i think shadow keep and goes into a pretty cool detailed like discussion of like the birth of the awoken and how it was like a a group of spacefaring people that were trying to escape the the kind of our solar system during the collapse and then shit got real uh and then they turn yeah, into they the got awoken. hit in between like darkness and yep. the um the collapse mm-hmm. and the that lore book mara senna is so good that's probably yeah. my favorite lore book yeah it's pretty cool Cool. But if you if you want the if you want the TLDR, you can watch Bife's video and it's a pretty cool oh, yeah. kind of explanation of their whole society and like how they're in like this weird like they've been around for thousands of years, even though it's only been the passage of like a couple years. It's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But but off. I'm sorry. Off topic. My favorite yeah, yeah. book that reading it is really good, too, because you get like an eye into who Mara is as a person and how right. mm-hmm. manipulative she was. It It's really cool. Very yep. well read. Anyways, do you know what the not? Oh, why does it keep saying "do you know"? Yeah, so bad weird. trivia questions. I question, <laughs> I question the credibility of these questions. This whole contest is null and void. <laughs> what are the nine? Are they a the original Vex, b emissaries of the darkness, c the rulers of the fallen, or d dark matter beings? The beings. Who is that? I'm sorry, can't cut out. I was going to say the dark matter beings. Final answer. Sure, that is correct. Wow, mm. nicely done, guys. I thought they were like the planets or whatever. They, they're they're like dark matter. It was weird. <laughs> there's there's a lore book. Explaining you don't really it. know what they are. We, yeah, we don't know. That's the real answer. <laughs> it was like the dust lore book or something. I think it was called. It came out in like season of the drifter, and yeah, it was about. Someone and someone. It was all these people trying to figure out what the nine were, and they find out found out they were like particles of dark matter or something. It was really weird. It was. It, it says here the. It, was des- it, it is destiny. Yep. Everything yes. is kind of weird, and that's okay. That's a good point. It, it mm-hmm. says the nine are beings made from a sort of coalesced dark matter, basically pure thought that came into existence as life in the galaxy emerged. They can only exist as thinking beings as long as other thinking beings exist on the planets of soul. So they need Source, I don't know. <laughs> them. Okay. Apparently. Got it. So what does that make Zer then? He's an agent of the night. He's an agent of the right. night. Right. He's a snake-faced bastard. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. I like to think of him as like a couple of like squids or like cuttlefish stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. <laughs> He's the Santa Claus of destiny. <laughs> well, congratulations. To, or if we're keeping score. <gasps> we're Robin right. Doc won 10 to 6. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Robbie and Doc won 10 to 6. Sorry. Very nice. So there Very you go. Nice. Well, thank you guys for coming on and chatting. This was a fantastic uh, discussion, and I really was was really glad you guys came on and chatted. It's yeah. been fantastic. And thank you for thanks for having us, entertaining me with the Disney trivia. A lot of awesome. fun. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the carry duck. Oh, you're welcome, <laughs> <laughs> Rob. How's thank you for the first carry. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Rob and Doc are the MVPs here. Yeah. 
thank thank you for the trials run yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys so much again really appreciate yeah. having you on and yeah. um i'll have all the links for all these resources their website etc cetera, etc cetera, will all be in the description of the podcast episode if you guys want to check out their stuff please do seems super super cool um but without further ado we'll see you guys all later bye Ciao. bye You can put this voice recording away and go on with your life, because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. Want to further the discussion? Get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found at our podcast description. <laughs>